L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly, I'm Paul Charchian. My co-host, as always, Brian Johnson, almost always. Those other guys are still Matt and Fish are still alive. They're last alive. Night. You wouldn't you wouldn't Jack. know, but no. yes, exactly. They've shunned us over here. We miss those guys. Um, Carrying those two around on my shoulders. Hey, I'm I know you. all off season. I know taking I know. a toll on the old knees. I think we're gonna get some Matt Harrison in about uh, three weeks. I would that's, hope so. That's my guess. People miss Matt. I know some people are like getting tired of me, but there's a lot of crazy yeah, people I, out there. I'm, honestly, I'm pretty tired to be honest. <laughs> Ditto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> feelings mutual, but we're running down rookie running backs. Last week's show was all about rookie quarterbacks, the landing spots, dynasty value. Um, and how long do you think it's going to take them to emerge into fantasy relevancy? Mm-hmm. And we're going to break down the first 14 running backs taken in the draft. So it's going to be a little bit breezy. You know, we can't do like a half hour deep dive on every guy. Um, but we'll we'll talk about the landing spots for all of the notable rookie running It'll backs. It'll be a, a top-heavy show as we as we go down it, the list. Gonna, it, it falls <laughs> off fast. It gets and a I, little less interesting. But I, I'm really intrigued by the first five guys. Yeah. And after that, it's. I think it. I think most of these guys are going to need to have something a little special oh, happen before they've got a chance. Dart throw central. Maybe it's really dynasty talk, but it's it's relevant for sure. It is. So we're going to hit these players in the order they were taken, beginning with Najee Harris. Some people thought that he could go near the bottom of the first round. Most people thought the earliest he could possibly go was pick 24 to the Steelers, and that's where he ended up going. I thought this was a bad move by the Steelers, who 
rolled into the off rolled into this draft with the league's worst offensive line, didn't address it really at all meaningfully in the draft, and took a first round running back when there's so much data out there that shows you don't need first round running backs. But anyway, now Najee Harris is there. He brings a very complete skill set to the Steelers, Brian. Yeah, and like you said, in most cases, ground game success starts in the trenches and not really with the running back. And the like you said, the Pittsburgh offensive line, pretty bad. Garbage. Basically one of the worst in the league. Najee Harris, arguably the top running back prospect in the mm-hmm. draft. But as good as he is, can he succeed behind that awful, awful Swiss cheese offensive line. So we'll find out. But uh, as you were mentioning, Najee Harris has it all. He's not only a a unit, an absolute unit of a man, he can move, he can catch the ball, Mm -hmm. run around you, run through you, run by you. And uh, he's walking into a backfield with Benny Snell Jr., Anthony McFarland, and Kalen Balaj. I like his chances of emerging. He's going to be the bell cow, but it it all comes down to that offensive line, like you said, and it's going to be one of the bottom units in the league this year. And uh, for that reason, Harris, I mean, if he was going into the the, the Steelers of old, just, you know, the the line was money, and he was walking into this this workload. The Le'Veon Bell era offensive line, it'd be a different story. We'd be talking top seven running back in, in redraft. Yes, we but, would. but right now he's uh, certainly in the redraft conversation. He's in, you know, running back 15 range. He's going right after the Antonio Gibsons, the Andre Swifts of the world, right with J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders. So he's going to get the work. He's going to touch the ball at least 20 times a game, 20, 25 times a game. And it's just a matter of uh, how well that line holds up in front of him. When it comes to dynasty, his his ADP is right around one and one point five in one quarterback leagues, because mm. in superflex you're taking Trevor Lawrence or yeah. maybe Trey yep. Lance, yep. but uh, Harris or Pitts is arguably the top skill position player going off the board, or maybe Jamar Chase or another running back we'll talk about soon. But that's right where Harris is, and that seems safe. But better years are probably ahead as long as they solidify that line moving forward. Yeah, I, I'm nervous about Harris this year. I believe the Steelers will be one of the big declining teams this season. I believe while you can't predict injury, I'm very nervous about Ben Roethlisberger getting injured behind that line. And the Roethlisberger that we saw last year was a noticeably worse version than the previous versions we had seen of him. And if he takes another incremental step backwards, I just think this whole Steelers offense could be in real trouble. So I, I've got some, I've got some concern for Najee Harris, Uh, but he will be the week one starter. He will be the goal line back. Whatever whatever there is to be had on the ground, Najee Harris will get. Yeah, right in that RB15 range feels about right. That does feel about ben, right. Ben's not aging like Tom Brady, that's for sure. Nope. I think that's <laughs> the, uh, the drop-off no is, is much more uh, precipitous. All right, let's go to the second running back taken. Travis Etienne goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars in a surprise move because they had James Robinson, who was very productive last year. And yet they obviously seem to believe that they wanted uh, they wanted some of the special talent that ETN brings. Yeah, the the Jaguars struck gold with James Robinson. It appeared in Dynasty. Owners. How about they Had, stuck? Did they strike gold? How about silver? Silver, silver, silver still got some value. Yeah. They, they struck some Dogecoin. How about that? Right, put it go. that way. Sure. But uh, Dynasty owners pushing a lot of them. Went all in on James Robinson. This is the yeah. back for the next three or four years, but no. <laughs> ETN comes in and really muddies up those waters. It's 
definitely not an ideal landing spot for him. No. James Robinson into it. Etn is the the total package. Good size, five ten, two fifteen, super fast. Ran a four four in the forty. Yep. NCAA's all time leader total games with a touchdown. He's he's awesome. But uh, when it comes to redraft, arguably one of the worst landing spots he could have ended up in. So you go to the a team the, and the Jaguars a bad offensive line, a muddy backfield. Um, a rookie quarterback, rookie although quarterback. we think Lawrence is going to be great, but there'll be some learning curve there. Yep. And uh, but still, uh, ETN shockingly, and I'm looking at best ball ADPs from the last two weeks mm-hmm. post NFL draft. He's at RB23, right in the Chris Carson, Kareem Hunt, Javante Williams, who we'll talk about in a second. Yep. That range. But James Robinson is going RB21, still before Travis ETN, which when it comes to redraft, yep. Feels about right. I think I'd so rather. Who's the starter next year for the Jaguars? Well, they better hope it's ETN <laughs> with that draft capital, right? Mm-hmm. But, but you know what? Ideally, they probably wanted a good 50 50 platoon. They want James Robinson to keep playing at this level. Why would well, you not? I'm, I'm sure they do. But when it comes to the starter, ETN, but I don't think James Robinson just goes away entirely, do you? Yes, do I you? do. All right. I am in the vast minority who believes James Robinson is a middling NFL talent and Travis Etienne isn't. He's really good. And sooner or later, you need to go win games, get your best guys on the field, and Etienne will emerge out of that backfield. So, you know, most people are telling dynasty owners. You can draft ETN for 2022. He'll be maybe a flex guy this year or a, you know, somebody you you could start if you got an injury, whatever. I think ETN at some point over the course of this season takes over the lead back role and moves Robinson into a change of pace role. He's a guy I I certainly like. If if you have nowhere near a top three, four pick in your rookie draft, someone you just keep your eye on early in the season if the the ETN owner gets impatient Mm -hmm. to a slow start. The guy target by low, but uh, but yeah, his future should be very bright. The future, Long-term, the long term future for ETN should be very good, and the Jaguars do have some really special skill position opportunities. Uh, receivers are are he's basically three deep at receiver, and they always and, give up a ton of points. Yeah, you gotta right. love that it's from a fantasy that. football yeah, perspective for the passing game, yep. certainly. All right, the third running back taken, Javante Williams lands in Denver. Of the this might be the best landing spot. For any of the big name running backs out of this draft, yeah, um, because I mean, part of it is a little bit. How do you feel about Melvin Gordon? Nah. I right, Melvin Gordon doesn't do much for me, and I think Michael. I think, I think, uh, Javante Williams is a pretty special back. He is a violent runner that welcomes contact and just leaves defenders battered and bruised. Brian, yeah, uh, remarkable balance after contact. So he takes these big hits. He, you know. Defender goes flying on these hits, and he's he only breaks a stride, like breaks half a stride, and he's just off and running again. He's got burst, acceleration, and way more than a body, a big-bodied runner like him should have. And Javante Williams led all of college football in broken tackles last year. Just he's just a bull, well built, strong, and I, I, I really like his prospects of becoming the leader of that backfield sooner than later. Maybe not week one. You know, we you know it'll probably be more Melvin Gordon, but in all probability, Williams gonna play a role in week one. I mean I don't I don't think he'll be sitting on the bench. I think he's gonna be he's gonna start the season at five to seven touches a game. I think he's gonna end the season 
at 20 touches a game. I hope he gets more touches than that to start the season. He's, he's the best running back on that team. He is. Right he is. There is a outside chance from what I've read, and it makes sense, is Mike Boone, who we know here in Minnesota, uh, a I'm, very able running back who, if you're sitting on Mike Boone shares before the draft, you're feeling pretty good who as was? the backup. Well, yeah, I was in a, a deeper league, but there's a chance they, they cut Melvin Gordon and his, they just rolled Javante Williams, Mike Boone. Mike Boone. Well, that would be I mean, perfect. Yeah. If that happens, Javante Williams in redraft moves to the top of this list of running backs. Yeah, he. I think he's my favorite running back in this class. It's tough to draft him over, but just when it comes to draft capital, where you get him a little later on in the mm-hmm. first round rather than pick four or five with Harris and ETN. What happens yeah. if Aaron Rodgers is thrown in Denver? Oh, yeah. Just saying, you know, <laughs> that whole offense would take a huge step up. Cortland Sutton gets drafted in the first round at that point. He's the new Devonte Adams, basically. Wouldn't that be fun? Jerry I know we're going Judy. off. We're all yeah. going off. The all right, rails let's go to the, here, but, let's uh, go to the fourth running back off the board. And that was Trey Sermon. And I hated this pick as much as I think the 49ers have made awesome moves the past several years and i i love the move up they made in the first round trey sermon just doesn't move the needle for me and i find this to be a confusing selection um i like a handful of things about his game he does have good balance at the point of contact i like some of the footwork and his start stop ability it pretty much ends there i you know he's not fast uh, he's a bit tall for the position, which gives defenders a big target to hit. He ran behind a fantastic offensive line and big offensive line at Oklahoma and then Ohio State. And mostly I just think he's an average athlete and he wasn't used much in the passing game. I just everything about Trey Sermon feels like an NFL backup. And the 49ers put a third round pick into him. And I at the time I I had Trey Sermon pegged for like the sixth round. Yeah. I, I, in fact, it's exactly where Adam pegged. I had him pegged as the sixth round. And to have him go that early, to me, was shocking. And he joins a horribly muddy backfield that rotates players in and out. And it's a it's a terrible landing spot. And I couldn't be less interested in Trey Sermon. Yeah, he's just another dude in that backfield with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, who are probably going to be better than Sermon, at least this year and yes. arguably next year. And then and the 49ers, they, they signed Wayne Gallman before the draft. Mm-hmm. Why would you even bother? Why with would this? bother with that if you had any intent of picking a running back this early that they took Sermon? So, yeah, it like you said, a perplexing move. So it was uh, the fifth running back taken. And I believe for me, you can feel free to disagree, Brian. I believe there are five really standout running backs in this draft class. The last one was Michael Carter. He is the other North Carolina running back besides Javante mm-hmm. Williams. Now, normally, when the same college program has got two running backs who gets drafted, it's a thunder and lightning, fire and ice kind of deal where one guy's the big guy and the other guy is the little guy. But that's really not the case this this particular time because Michael Carter, his, he's, a, he's still got a relatively powerful body on him. He's 200 pounds. He's shorter at five foot eight, but he's very well built. He runs unafraid. Um, not, not as big and heavy as Javante Williams, who again is the power back, but still, I don't want him to come across. I don't want Michael Carter to come across as a scat back. Cause he's not now. He does have fantastic footwork and shiftiness. His hips swivel on uh, just 
unlocks all of this elusiveness for him. He was a very hard target for defenders to get a clean shot at because he's so elusive. He's got a great jump cut. He's great in traffic, excellent vision. There were so many things I liked about him, and his, his, his top-end speed was fast. He would if When he got into the open, he was out running cornerbacks. I'm like, jeez. Michael Carter's a good player. He slid to the fourth round, and I was shocked, and he ends up with the Jets. This is a sneaky good landing spot for him. Yeah. He's the best running back on roster, and he really will end up be. he will end up as the day one starter. And so we talked about, you know, for each of these guys, how long until they become meaningful fantasy producers. I think Michael Carter can be a meaningful fantasy producer early in his rookie season. Yeah, he's a guy, and uh, we're in an Empire League together, and I shouldn't disclose this information, but I think it, you can't hurt me. Uh, I can't. I need running backs bad, and Carter is a guy with the 12th pick. The last pick is the I don't think he'll I, be there. I hope so. I don't think so. You don't? Nope. Uh, it's going to be – it'll be borderline. And when it comes to running backs from the same school, like you said, Javante mm-hmm. Williams, Michael Carter from yeah. UNC, I'm always reminded of the 2005 draft epitomized by uh, – Dual running backs from the same Lawrence school. Lawrence Maroney. No, 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 no. Okay. Ronnie Brown went second overall. I remember it well. From Auburn to yes. Miami. And then Oops. Cadillac Williams, fifth overall. Yeah. To the Bucks. And as they turned out to both be not quite busts, but neither oh, lived oh, up to anywhere near the potential. Well, Cadillac was like the, the epitome of a, a pump and dump. Because his rookie year, he went off. And then he was going first, second round the next year. And it was just total it cliff all dive. Off. Yep, all fell off. Ronnie Brown. He kind of hung around, but he never he never really popped off. Either. No, isn't that funny? Yep. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the uh, the next seven running backs that were taken in this draft. Maybe won't, eight. Won't talk as much about them. No, in fact, some <laughs> of them we're going to gloss straight over, including yeah. the next guy who I think will not have a, a meaningful career at the position. Sounds good so to me. So that's what's coming up next. Right. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Brian Johnson with you. Guillotine Leagues opening up shortly. Guillotineleagues.com for 2021 season. We've got some new stuff. We'll have a big uh, new episode of Chop the Chop podcast coming next week. If you're not a subscriber to the Chop podcast, please be sure to jump in and we'll talk about all the new stuff for 2021. Some might say it will be a super episode. Yes. Super season. Yes. Yes. Guillotine Leagues, right? Can't wait. There's your tantalizing uh, teaser taste teaser for next week. It also in the fourth round next up, the Vikings ended up making a selection that I did not care for. I never even heard of the guy. Yep. Uh, Kune <laughs> Nuwangu to Kune Nuwangu for the Vikings. And we're going to only spend a minute on it. He was a reserve running back for the Cyclones. Who's basically a return specialist, um, elite, uh, athleticism and testing numbers, but he's just not a running back. You look at him and you can tell he's uncomfortable to position. He's not an instinctive runner. He doesn't anticipate. He does a ton of dancing. He's easily tackled when hit. He just needs open space, and he'll be a returner for the Vikings. So that's it on Kane Nuwangu. The next Dante Hall. The next return specialist. Now, that's also in the fourth round, a player I'm much more yeah. excited about. Um, and I don't love the draft spot, and we'll, we'll talk about it more, but the Patriots selected Ramondre Stevenson, and he is a freaking moose. He's huge. He is a unit, and a guy we should have touched on when we showcased running backs a few weeks back. We did not. Uh, Out of Oklahoma, uh, six feet, 231 pounds, (laughs) the heaviest Patriots running back ever drafted under Bill Belichick. Probably yep. the, the heaviest Patriots running back Bill Belichick has ever spoken to at this point. Uh, <laughs> rare rare blend of size and speed. In, in 2019, he was on his way to being one of the top backs in all of college football. He had a, a marijuana suspension, mm-hmm. clearly derailed his prospects that year, but uh, still a very good 2020 last year for Stevenson. Forced an average of .36 missed tackles per carry in 2020, according to PFF fifth best in college football, had 119 total touches last year, lost yardage on just four of them. Wow. <laughs> yep, I love it. He's a unit. He, he can move the line. A uh, force at the goal line scored on four of his six rushing attempts inside the six-yard line last year. He and can l- also me, catch the ball. Let me Go stop ahead. you right here on the goal line use. As, uh, as people that have uh, attended our fantasy football training camp in the mm-hmm. Twin Cities on, in August know I do a lot of research on what happens inside the five-yard line. Nobody runs the ball, runs the ball inside the five more than Bill Belichick does. He loves running at the goal line. And Ramondre Stevenson is built perfectly for it. Now, Damian Harris is really built well for it, too. He's another big back. And what about Sonny Michel? Sonny Michel might be off the team. Sonny Walkman, by the way. Let's get that straight. And then James White, not going to take goal oh. line touches. So it's really no. Damian Harris. That's like the roadblock. That is the roadblock. And I'm not too concerned with that. From, See, I thought uh, Harris looked pretty good last year. He did at times. He certainly did. But he's not six feet and 231 pounds no. that can move like Stevenson. So, so Stevenson, I'm know, it's, it's unclear I from a, a dynasty empire standpoint what the timetable is for him to become a startable fantasy prospect. But best ball? When I don't have to try to guess when he's going to 
you know, which games are going to be, you know, the Belichick mind game stuff. You don't have to play that in best ball. You just figure Stevenson's going to end up with six, seven, eight goal line touchdowns over the course of the year. And I don't have to try to guess when it's coming. Yeah, people are drafting him. He's uh, RB60. I mean, that's a late six pick zero in, in best ball. I mean, oh, he's I in like the it. in the Marlon Mack uh, range, oh, you know, in the handcuff. Tevin Coleman for the Jets, like maybe he's the starter. He's in that. Backup range. I like him a lot more than that. He's got way more upside than Marlon Mack. Well, Marlon Mack could have major upside. He's the starter. But you know what I'm saying here. Stevenson could pay off as a first-round dynasty pick in a couple of years, or he could have been not worthy of a a pick in any round. (laughs) He's he's got that kind of just delta. There's nobody left that we're going to talk about that has more fantasy upside than Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, in, in Dynasty RB eight right now, early to mid third, and I think that that's worth 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 the shot on him right there for sure. The next running back that was taken was the misnamed Chuba Hubbard. He could have been Chuba Hubbard, and I'm really bitter about it. He goes to the Panthers. I'm lukewarm on him. You know, I think there's an opportunity, and he'll he'll step in behind Christian McCaffrey and be the new Mike Davis in all probability. Yeah, Chuba's an athlete. Ran a four three six forty yard dash on his pro day. Uh, former track star, literally comes to pure speed. He's the the fastest among all running backs in this draft class. Uh, he was third in yards after contact over the last two seasons. Um, and I like that for usually the fast guys mm-hmm. are not yard after contact guys. And no. I do like that part of Chuba Hubbard's game. But uh, like you just said, he he's behind Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> so <laughs> That's right. He's uh, basically in a hand. He's a handcuffed territory or he's draftable. Even if you don't own McCaffrey in redraft best ball, he's going uh, he's going before. Um. Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson, sorry, he's RB60. Uh, Hubbard's more like RB50 right now. Um, mm-hmm. But that's really because people sinking a ton of capital in CMC in the first round. Right, and then just he, taking he, the back. He, he's the handcuff Yeah, you definitely want. I'm a little bummed because I, I was hoping Rodney Smith of uh, Golden Gopher fame would have held on to that backup role, but no, it's true. It doesn't now. look like it's going to happen. The next running back taken was uh, Kenneth Gainwell, and he goes to the Eagles. And here's what you need to know about Kenneth Gainwell: he's um, he's basically a he's this version's of this year's version of Lynn Bowden, who is a kind of a man without a position. He might be more of a slot receiver than he is a running back for Kenneth Gainwell. Now he's thinner than ideal. He's five foot eleven. He looks and runs like a track star. Um, although he doesn't have track star t- t- high end speed, but that's how he runs very upright. He's got, he does have solid burst. Um, and unlike a lot of track star runners, they're very good vertically. Kenneth Gainwell has got some footwork and some lateral movement to him, not just a North South runner. And has got a decent one cut move. Um, and he catches very well. He, he lined up at wide receiver from time to time at Memphis. And he does, he's a guy that you could, you could put out in the slot. Um, He's not because of his size. He's because he's smaller. Um, he's not a great pass protection guy, and I think there's some limitations to his game. And I I don't know that he's got a he's a natural running back. Opted out of the 2020 season, so we haven't seen him in a little while either. But the Eagles are always thin, and always Eagles like to throw to their running backs. But they've got Boston Scott there who can catch. They got Miles Sanders who can catch, so they don't need to throw to Gainwell. I thought it was a little bit of a puzzling pick for them. The ghost of Darren Sproles is still there, I'm assuming, the too, ghost running of Gain- around. Right. So <laughs> I, I don't think Gainwell's really going to be much of a fantasy factor. Nah. 
I'm and, not too uh, excited. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. So let's go to the next player taken. We are now into the sixth round of the NFL draft, and that was Elijah Mitchell out of Louisiana. Another running not back LSU to but the 49ers. 49ers. Jeez, I know. Um, and this one is he. He sort of checks all the boxes of an NFL runner, but he's just not special at anything. He's got an ideal running back build. He's five foot eleven, two hundred eighteen pounds. He's got decent speed, decent burst, good footwork. But there's a lot of negatives with Elijah Mitchell, and we're in the sixth round. So these guys are going to have warts. Weak competition that he ran against at Louisiana. It was not LSU. It was Louisiana. He runs high. He's averse to contact, and he ran behind a very good offensive line that opened some big holes for him. So he didn't have to learn to create off the dribble, so to speak, as a running back. So Mitchell joins this uh, this a, a crowded backfield, and you know they're always hurt. So maybe there's an opportunity there. But I I I don't see drafting Elijah Mitchell except in the the biggest of dynasty leagues. Sounds good to me. Next, Gary Brightwell goes to the Giants. You mentioned earlier Wayne Gallman was let go, and so there is some opportunity in the depth chart among the Giants. Tell listeners about Gary Brightwell. I'm not going to tell them much Okay, <laughs> about Gary Brightwell out of Arizona. Uh, stereotypical size for a running back, 5'11", 218, but really just a guy on paper. I mean, he's got skills, but he's – Backing up Saquon Barkley, and as of right now, backing up Devontae Booker, too. So <laughs> he needs Barkley to go down yep. to have any kind of relevance, and hopefully that doesn't happen. The world needs Saqu- Saquon Barkley to play a full season, and if he's better than Devontae Booker, we'll find out. But basically not draftable in redraft, and if you're in Dynasty, he's RB 15, 16-ish. He's a late fourth, early fifth dart throw. The next running back taken was Larry Roundtree the third. Not Round Tree, right? Round. Thank That's you. Round. round no, you, round didn't, you didn't say. Okay, you, good. You I said, said it right. right. Okay, good. All right. I've always wanted to say Round Tree. Still, I'm like, no, it's just Round. Yeah, I bet that at one point in his lineage, it was Round Tree, and then something happened because trees are usually fundamentally round. Because in the song, it's you ever you seen a square? Me, is it you spin me right round, 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 round? There's no D, right? Right, round, round, baby. Round, uh, round. He goes to the Chargers. This is a bad landing spot in a a backfield that's already replete with talent. Yeah, Austin Eckler, who we love, who by the way in best ball, like RB ten right now. Bargain. Um, I'm <laughs> buying. I yeah. I've got him higher than that. Way higher. I do too. Uh, but then Justin Jackson still around. Joshua Kelly uh, showed he can he can play last year, especially at the goal line. So yeah, Larry Roundtree falls fourth in the pecking order uh, with the Chargers again. Just another guy. An, an interesting stat though, out of Missouri, Roundtree did finish his career as Mizzou's all-time leading rusher among running backs uh, in yards and tied for most rushing touchdowns by running back for touchdowns, but I'm saying among running backs, okay. the, the rushing yardage and rushing touchdown records are held by quarterback Brad Smith. Remember him? Wow, I Turned do. Turned wide yeah. receiver yes. for the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> right. So he holds all the rushing touchdowns, <laughs> all the rushing records. So I don't know. That kind of dumbs my excitement for Roundtree. He couldn't even break, he the, couldn't break the, rec- the record set by their, their quarterback. quarterback yeah. I'm like, why is Brian setting up this stat so strangely? I, I had to read it like oh, three times when I read it, I too. It. I'm like, okay. wait, this doesn't make okay. – ah, ah, I see. All right. Eureka. We only have a couple of running backs we're going to touch on. Thank uh, God. 
also sixth round. Chris Evans goes to the Bengals. I don't like him much. He's a three-down back with decent hands. He's got a little wiggle to him. Um, generally takes good angles from defenders, but no remarkable NFL special traits. Lackluster speed. Ran behind a very good Michigan offensive line that opened up big holes. He got suspended due to academic reasons for the 2019 season and recorded only 16 carries over the past two years. So Chris Evans does nothing for me, honestly. I think he looks like a career backup, and he will probably slot into the spot left over by Gio Bernard's departure from the Bengals, but I don't think he's going to get as much work as Gio was. The last running back we're going to talk about is uh, Khalil Herbert. Khalil Air Bear. Air Bear. Ground, uh, ground who, Bear. Yeah, ends up going to the Chicago Bears in the sixth round. Oh, he is a ground bear after all. Yeah, how about uh, yeah. Uh, Herbert, uh, when we did our running back show a few weeks ago, he, he was kind of projected to go higher Early. among, That's among right. running backs. Yep. Uh, out of Virginia Tech, led the ACC in combo yards last year, was fourth in yards after contact on rushes among all college football players, but mm-hmm. he slid in the draft. Uh, it might have been because Virginia Tech had – Arguably the most dominant offensive, offensive line, line in right, football. Yeah, so so I'm a part of it. They picked up the slack for Herbert, but uh, you know the Bears not an awful landing spot. No, jury's still out on David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. He, he what if Tariq the Cohen's year. not himself after uh, the, after the ACL? They do have Damian Williams now, but yeah, eh, Damian Williams is Damian Williams. Speaking but, of ACLs, but 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 Herbert, um, or no, not, Damian Williams opted out. That was his deal. Yeah, he, he was an opt out, out last but, year. Uh, but yeah, now he's now he's. Pretty much the I would call him the backup over Tariq Cohen, but but Herbert no redraft value really, but you know he could work his way into significant touches through injury or just pure bad football out of David Montgomery. So <laughs> I throw a dart on uh, Herbert in the you know late fourth fifth in dynasty, but that's about it. All right, uh, great job. Thanks for helping us break down the running backs. Um, it's a top top heavy group. We're, we're we're pretty interested in Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, Michael Carter. I'm not that interested in most of the rest of the guys outside of Ramondre Stevenson. Please let Michael Carter be there. Yeah, they, they, Rob, wouldn't that be nice if he falls to that I spot? I don't think it's it's not I don't think it's gonna happen. This isn't helping my cause, probably, but this yeah, this this episode does not help your cause. Uh we'll be back next week. We're gonna break down wide receivers, the rookie wide receivers, a much stronger receiver class than a running back class. Lots of guys that have some short term and long term potential to help your fantasy team. We'll talk about receivers next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.